I moved to Paris when I was 15, not even 16. Wow. So, no supervision. My mom, she gave me the greatest gift in life. Any gift you can give your kid, trust. Hi, this is Patrick, and this is my interview with Diane Kruger. In this interview, we talk about growing up and her transition from Germany to France, modeling. She was a ballerina. We talked a lot about cooking, entertaining, what a good day to her is, being a professional mourner, which blows my mind. I've never heard of such a thing. And we talked about what inspires her. One of the things I'll never forget is when she tried to tackle one of our drones. She was actually trying to pull it out of the sky. At first, she was like, what are those? And then she was trying to take it down. She's a badass. I remember one of the funniest things was getting Diane to do the interview. We had a mutual friend that introduced us, and I had somewhat of a show cut together, which would become this interview series. I kept following her around some award ceremony bullshit at the Chateau Marmont, where like everyone was going for photo ops, big actors were walking up to her and asking her a lot of questions, and my friend's like, show her, show her, and I keep handing her this cell phone with bad reception. It would start and stop, people would talk over over it and it was just like a whole ordeal in the fast lane to get her to see elements and get to know me and my show in this like really rough setting and it was just uncomfortable and hilarious and sure enough she's like a champ she's like she started watching it she cut people out and she focused in for a second she goes yeah I'll do it when do you want to do it and I'm like right away you know before you know I got to strike when the iron's hot or else she'll be off on 10 movies She's a wonderful person, and it's just so cool to, to get to know her. And we've stayed in touch and been getting to know each other since. I can totally understand why great filmmakers want to work with her. I can see why she won the Cannes Film Festival this year. She is amazing. So here's my interview with Diane Kruger. What's the greatest misconception about you? I think people, because I've played a lot of queens and princesses in my career as an actor, a lot of people think that I come from like a very aristocratic background right. and I'm very sophisticated, which couldn't be further from <laughs> the So, well, not opposite, but you know, I'm, I certainly um, did not grow up with money. I come from a very modest background, so. I did as well. Yeah? Yeah. We were a lower middle class yeah. sort of ghetto you know, <laughs> in the flats of Canoga Park. Oh, yeah. how was that? It was the place you wanted to get away from as fast as you could. Really? You know? Yeah, our, our goal was to always get over the hill, which was Hollywood and hide our 818 numbers. <laughs> there was even a time when we were kids where we'd have to borrow someone's 213 number because if I met a girl, you if I gave her the 818, she, she would, wouldn't call back? No, it was very wow. political. That's like, gone away. Well, I have a 917 number mm -hmm. and I'm not giving it up. Like people are jealous. Like I have had people offer me money. It's 646 now, right? Or something yeah, weird. Like it's so weird. Yeah, but Canoga Park was some place that I wanted to get away from as fast as possible. And, you know, we got lucky and met somebody and moved to New York when I was 16. You've done modeling, you've done acting, you've done dancing, ballet. What, what medium and producing? What's your favorite medium? Definitely acting because it combines everything. You so you take all the pieces and put it into it. Yeah, I wasn't a good enough dancer to do that professionally in mm -hmm. hindsight, but I love... Did you get injured? Yeah. 
my body was changing, you know, way too womanly. <laughs> those ladies really like they are in like the films. Yeah. Like, like they hit things and move things when you're in oh, that yeah. position. Oh, yeah. Wow. But you know, I, I kept the that's discipline, sexy. so that's good. And the love for music. When you're like, I'm done modeling, what was that transition like to get into film? That was easy. I was so bored. I was so lonely as a model. I mean, I know that's a bit of a cliche, but I was never home. I was always on the, you know, on a plane. I was never, and I love fashion, don't get me wrong, but like just the idea of, you know, I just, I didn't, I didn't. Also, I don't really look like a model. I'm 5'7", you know, I'm not sure. like, so. And I, I just, Kate I miss. was a midget, right? Kate was like No, I know, but you know, I miss the stage. Um, I miss performing to music. I, I'm a loner. Like, I, I don't ever hang out with people. Like, I like to be by myself and I like to You're like be in my head. Yeah, You're you know. Internal. And I like to express emotion through my body. So you grew up in a town with barely 2,000 people in Germany. Mm -hmm. What took you to Paris? Was it ballet or was it modeling? Uh, modeling in Paris, but I, I also lived in London for many years. I was a I studied with the Royal Academy of London That's as a crazy. kid. <laughs> I loved it, and so I would go in the summers, you know, and live there. But Paris, no, I moved to Paris when I was 15, not even 16. Wow. So, I mean, you can just imagine, it was like total freedom lived in a house full of models, just girls. I mean, just imagine, you know, in those days, it's like 94, 95, no supervision. It was... What did your parents think of this? <laughs> well, my mom, I don't see my daddy, right. you know, but my mom was, she gave me the greatest gift in life, any gift you can give your kid, trust, you know? And she mm. said, if I hear anything, if you're being bad, you're gonna have to come home, finish school. So I was, I mean, I was, relatively good. I didn't drink until I was 21, believe it or not. Yeah? Yeah, I went to drama school in France mm -hmm. and quit modeling, but I was bored. How old were you when you quit? 21. Wow, and then acting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what was your lost. transition like going from Germany to Paris and being young and... It was just, you know, I grew up in such a strict household, you know, like mm -hmm. going to Catholic school yeah. and just like feeling completely unchallenged. You know, I had to take Latin for eight years, and I just. You speak I, languages. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, three, which yeah, uh, four if you count Latin, but who counts Latin? That's great. But um, I, I grew up, you know, like so. I felt like so confined to school and like you know, living by the book. Mm -hmm. And I lived in books. Like I loved reading, and I, and I lived in the countryside. So I, I don't know. I was always a free spirit, and I couldn't wait. To get, to away, get away, you know, and the ballet background is like, once you sort of have a sense of, like a, a sensitivity to music and to what it, what it can bring to your life and to be expressive with your body through music, you know, and I, I was such an angry kid to get that all out, you know, like I was free in my head, I was free, you know, and so once I didn't dance anymore, I was dying, I needed to get out. I bet, know? yeah. And my family situation was very difficult because of my dad. And, mm -hmm. So I couldn't wait. So moving to Paris, I knew the minute I got to Paris, I was like, this is it. I'm never coming home. Right. And so I didn't. And then I moved to New York, you know, at 18. And, it's very much yeah. like a different version of Paris. <laughs> yeah, New York is a little more, you're on your own. You know what I mean? Maybe it's because I'm European, so the French culture to me was more something I knew. Right. New York to me was, was at first, really scary. It was so far away. I didn't mm. know one person. Where does L.A. come in? You know, LA. all this stuff. 
was it's more of a work, you know. I, uh-huh. Once I started working, I didn't think I was going to make American movies. I went to drama school in, in Paris. I started out making French movies, and they kind of came to look for me. Mm-hmm. And then I, would, I was traveling all the time again, and I just felt like if I could, I have a place in L.A., in yeah. New York, and in Paris, you know. And that's kind and of happening. Is, yeah. Yeah. Where are you in Paris? In Saint-Germain. Mm. Eight, ninth, sixteenth. The no, sixth. No. <laughs> Six, Six. Yes. That's yeah. a good neighborhood. Yeah, you know yeah. Paris. Yeah, we. St- I stayed in the ninth and the sixteenth. Oh, that's very, very chic. The sixteenth. Yeah, I have a friend that has this view of the mm. the Eiffel Tower straight out of his apartment. He's a lucky guy. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I went to Paris was 2000, and it was a disaster. I I was doing an Alicia Keys video in London, and my girlfriend at the time goes, I got us a place in Paris, and she didn't know what she was doing. So we stayed in this room, and we were going through a breakup. Uh So romantic Paris. It was more of like a mugging and a breakup of a girlfriend. So I went back to London, and I was like, I like London better, but it's only because I knew people. But Fashion Week and documenting this fashion thing helped me uh, to fall in love with Paris. I think it's just who you know and, and people like that. Paris was really gnarly to me at first. Really? Yeah, because I saw it in the wrong way. Mm. And then I saw it in a great way. Then I saw it in a superficial fashion way. And then I saw it when these kids were like, oh, that's stupid. We hate when you guys come here. Come check this out. They took me down those alleys Mm -hmm. and those private areas where the exteriors Mm. of the house share the alley. And that changed my whole head on it. Yeah. What do you see, like, the contemporary, the old version? You remember when you were a youngster and nowadays when it's more contemporary? The romance of Paris is, is, is intact for me. You know, I think um, for what I do, I love French cinema, you know, and that dream of, of making French movies and being accepted by that culture was so important mm. to me. And I still can, I feel like my best parts are in French movies, you know. Sure. And back then I was so young and, and Paris was crazy. You know, the Band Douche, which was a, re- a really famous nightclub. I never went. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my girlfriend, who was another model, was so gorgeous. And I remember, you know, I was always kind of the outsider because, like, again, I'm not really looking like a model. I'm so much shorter than everybody else. And I, I remember walking into my model house apartment and I thought I had a room by myself, but I opened the door and this girl was standing in her underwear. And she was an underwear model. And wow. I just, no, she was like getting ready to go out, but I was like, this is the most, I will never be a model. Like I was so depressed. I'd never seen a more gorgeous girl in my entire life, you know? She totally took, took me under her wing and she showed me Paris and that was the best thing. You know, I remember celebrating my 16th birthday in the Tuileries Gardens. What's the Tuileries Gardens. Well, the Tuileries Gardens are right next to the Louvre, you know? Okay. And uh, every summer, because my birthday is in July, every summer they have like rides and stuff put up. So we did that. And it was just, I don't know, I have such great memories of Paris. And I dated a French guy for a long time. So I learned the language, you know? And drama school, because I didn't go to college, was like college, you know, they sit in cafes and smoke cigarettes and talk about the dire state of the French cinema, you know, like that kind of stuff. I went to really strict Catholic school and I hated it. I had the craziest job that I had to do for a church. You know, in Germany, when somebody dies, I don't know if it's the same here, in front of, you know, when you have like the, the service, yes. in front of the coffin, two girls usually stand with like candles, you right. know? And so I had to do that for like a year. 
five funerals a week. Wow. Standing in front of coffins and like, you know, the priest saying the same sermon over and over. And I would just get so angry because he had no freaking idea who John was who just died and how right. what a great of a guy he was. Do you know what I mean? And you could see people who were actually mourning and others who are just like, oh, you know, yeah, dead already. <laughs> yeah, what am I inheriting? Wow. But then, and then the priest afterwards would come and he'd like shake your hands and he'd give you like five Deutschmarks and you felt so dirty because wow, you just like yeah. insisted the on it. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> what would you say the hardest lesson you've ever learned is? That you don't control it all, all and you have to, you know, there will be things in your life that you just never get the opportunity to do, mm -hmm. even though you think you could. Um, and that still is really hard for me to accept. To like, accept. I feel like I can... I feel like I can do anything Could and I want to do everything. Is this a German thing? Is it? Could I don't be. Know. What I don't sign know. are you? Cancer. Ah. Do you believe in that? I mean, I feel like at my age I've transcended astrology because I had <laughs> to work hard too, but I was very much Virgo. Like, I had a Japanese minimalist bedroom when I was 12, and then people would move my phone cord and I'd have a seizure. <laughs> these issues I had to have the bed made before I left you know wow but now when I really? leave the, yeah I leave the bed undone and I feel complete little changes in my life yeah I'm not like that at all <laughs> I feel like I'm either like a dictator and psychotic or uh -huh. I'm like identifying with a small dog and insecure and unable to talk and whatever personality visits that day is going to be you know what it is yeah yeah I don't know I think I'm uh, I used to be much more wanting to be in control but That might be a German thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's how you have it. <laughs> and I kind of feel like it's I not. recognize it, you know? <laughs> how come you go back and forth to New York so much? Because I love New York and I want to live in New York. I yeah. used to live in New York. I lived there for like 15 years. Me too, 16 to 30 in downtown. Yeah, I miss that. But I hate the weather. You know, it hasn't been a bad winter. Yeah. It's been, you know... I don't know, it's nice to come back for a week. You come to LA a lot? I do, I keep a place here. I have a car here. I used to do a, be on a show called The Bridge that oh. shot a lot downtown. Hi. Hi. What would you like? Can I get a coffee, please? Black. A black coffee. Coffee? William. Get a coffee. Coffee? Coffee negro. Oh. One coffee? Yeah. One dollar. Wait, you don't want coffee? Yeah, I want This two coffees. Two coffees. Two coffees. Two dollars. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Did you ever live in downtown? It depends on what you do. Like for for my you're job, a like yeah, if you're a paint. But I just thought the drive is crazy. You know, like even Topanga is like driving me nuts. I'm building a house in West Hollywood. I'm so done. I love Topanga, though. You travel, you go to, like, say, fancy hotels and all these amazing places, but you seem to go away from it and go on an adventure. What's the, what is your curiosity? I, I like hiking. I like to be outside, you know? I've been hiking recently. Oh. It's my new thing. I yeah. did um, Chile for two weeks backpacking. I did China for two weeks backpacking. What was that like? China was, it was tough. There's no structure. You don't speak the language, nobody speaks English. Uh -huh. um, and I went with a girlfriend. So, so it was. Like, 
outdoors and like pitch oh. tents and get crazy? Well, we tried. Like it's very hard for two girls to travel in China. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't feel it was dangerous. It was just you know nobody like they look at you like. What are these two girls doing in the middle of nowhere? You know, right. but people are actually really nice. We knocked on people's doors. They would like let us sleep in their house. Yeah. But it was not an easy trip for sure. When did you go to China? Um, like four years ago. Nice. I did Chile two years ago. I did Australia on a road trip. So why did you move to New York when you were 16? Um, I met a girl in Los Angeles, and she was like, uh, we were starting to get along, and she was like, <laughs> I got bad news, and I was like, what? She's like, I'm moving to New York. So it started as like a phone relationship. Once we started going out in LA, she moved and started running Indochine. You remember Indochine? Mm. Yeah. Um, so she was like, I'm out here. So I, she goes, come for. Here's another reason. I was trying to get into filmmaking, and I knew all these Hollywood kids, but I threw an underground nightclub, so all they would ever ask me. It was mm. can I go to the club? Put me right, on the right. list. I was like, can I yeah, PA yeah. on your film? And they're right. like, no. Right. You know, like that's dumb. You're making money. So what I ended up doing was I my girl called and she goes, my friend's doing music videos. You should meet him. He's great. And I ended up going to New York and this guy put me on right away. So in three months I was directing videos. So wow, a two week 16? ticket turned into sixteen to thirty years old in New York City. <laughs> yeah. yeah. New York does that to people, right? Do you still do music videos too? Not really. Rarely, but I'll go out and do it if I like the band and the concept. Did you ever do a music video? Were you ever? I did one where I um, Boy George, like I actually play Boy George. When ah, you did. <laughs> it's, it's it's actually kind of crazy how much I look like him. He's cool. I met him in Paris during the whole fashion thing. It was great. What's the whole fashion thing? Hey, fashion Week, which just happened a couple oh. years ago. We went to some crazy party, and he oh. became our co-pilot. And oh. He was really nice. Do you see a change with all the craziness going on in America and what's gone down in Paris? When you go to Paris, what you remember of it now? Do you see a big difference in terms of the like the the attacks? In yeah, America? and what people are like now after that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was a shock for. You know, Europe in general, a big awakening, I think. But I, I was in, in Paris over Christmas, and it it, it was empty because all the tourists stayed away. But you know, people are resilient. When was the last time you were in Paris? It's been a minute. It's been a year and a half. I'm trying to get back. In some dream, I'm like, I want to be there three months a year, but I never seem to get the time. When you're all busy, where do you go to for advice? When you're on such a crazy schedule, you're producing something now, right? Yeah, yeah, a couple things. Yeah, but I'm starting a movie, and and we have a movie coming out in two weeks. I'm going to France. Did you already do the run for Sky? No, that's what that's you're about. Doing that? Yeah, I'm doing it now. Okay. Are you coming to New York soon? I want to come yeah. to the movie. Yeah, I want to see it. I haven't seen any of it. But he's my third picture with that director. She's like my best friend. Oh, cool. Where'd you shoot? Around. Barstow in Vegas. Ah. Have you been to Barstow? Yes, I have. <laughs> Land of dreams. Oh yes. I think I think the best ad- advice you can get is from just living your own life, you know, and and traveling. Like, I think the most fun I ever have is when I feel free, when I feel like I can do whatever I want, and I I'm. I'm roaming planet Earth. Like I love to be outside. I love backpacking. I love to be on a motorcycle. Like I love to be. Can you ride? No. No, you don't know. No. Do you ever think of learning? 
Yeah, I, cr- I had a Vespa when I was a kid and I crashed it pretty bad. So ever since I'm like, maybe I shouldn't ride a motorcycle, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Out of all the films you've done, you've done a lot of films. Is there anything that, one, that gave you more help than another or something that you were able to walk away and say, like, this taught me more than anything else? Or is it all... I think it's every film has its own challenges. I think there's definitely been films that were or turn out to be disappointing while you're making them. Mm. And then, and it's not related to the budget or, you know, or people who are involved in, but there's been films for sure in my career that have stayed with me, you know, like Sky being one of them. Mm-hmm. Just because the experience on, on a human level was, was so different, you know, mm-hmm. and then you share a very... Well, you know, you know, a very special moment with someone, and it doesn't matter how long then you're not seeing each other. It's like the minute you see each other again, it's right it there. It back all that yeah. stuff. Is there ever one where you thought this is a disaster and it was amazing, or vice versa? Vice versa, more. Like, I've definitely been in movies where I thought, oh, this is going to be amazing, and they turn out to be terrible. Right. I've never been on a movie that was a disaster that turned into a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Who'd you like? What filmmakers? The old school or the new school in the French? Well, of course, old school, because it was a romantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Godard. And, yeah. You know. But my favorite actress is Romy Schneider. Do you know who she is? No. She's not that well known in America. She's a, a German actress from the 60s who married uh, Alain Delon. Do you know I know Alain yeah, Delon. I met the kid once. He has a son that was right. kind of all around L.A. Him and Brando both had boys that were running shit in the nightclub world in L.A. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that sort of was always my dream to like, get married to a French guy and make <laughs> French movies. And I did, and that didn't work out. But it's still my French movie. <laughs> what are you most proud of? Uh, I feel like I haven't fucked up my life so far. <laughs> <laughs> That's your proudest No, moment. you know what? I feel like what proud is always a big word, but I think I'm not, I'm not a scared person in most aspects, so I'm not afraid to... I go after my dreams. What's the most important thing in your life? Hmm. My, you know, my family for sure. Where are your parents? Are in Germany? Yeah, I don't see my dad. Mm. So it's just my mom and uh, my brother. I have an a adoptive father bi- and a biological mother left in this, in this world. It's very interesting. You don't have any siblings? Yeah, I have uh, five brothers and a sister I met and when I was 28. And then I grew up with an adoptive sister named Marina, who's pretty much my closest one. Yeah. You've had a wild year already. Um, what's like a day in the life? A good day in my life? Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm pretty easy to please. Like, I love, I, I love to be home, I love to sleep in, I love to see my friends, I'm a great cook. Well, you I'm are? not sure if I'm a great cook, but I love cooking. Like cooking. So I have, I host a lot of dinner parties. I just recently moved to New York, so, which has been amazing. I used to live in New York for like 15 years, so I see all my old friends mm-hmm. and they, you know, get to run around the city, which I love. Yeah. What's your favorite plate when you're cooking? Oh my gosh, I don't know, I make... Anything. I, I cut cookbooks, so I like an eight-hour lamb I love. Eight-hour lamb. I love when the house smells, you know, like all mm-hmm. day. It's like, I just love, I love having people over. And I often make my friends come over and help me cook. And it's like fun, you know? This is kind of related. If you had to invite three guests over to dinner, any guests Any, in anyone? The world, who would they be? David Bowie, the Pope, Prince. Prince. You? That's such a good question. I would have my mom. I would have, it's so hard. I don't know. Really? Yeah. 
I don't know why I can't answer that. My mom, because she's not around, I right. wanted to come. Uh, but yeah. What's next? Where are you going next? No, I don't even know what I'm doing What's tomorrow. tomorrow. Who knows? What's now? Honestly, getting older, it just, you just realize that you don't know. I think the thing that fucks us up the most is mm-hmm. that we have an idea in our head of, yeah. about what it's supposed Life's to be like. something that's happening while we're making plans. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Less not control. doing that. Let's not do that. Thank yeah. you so much for coming through. Thank you. This has been a great day. Thank you. Thank you. you. Yes. That's my interview with Diane. Thank you for listening. It was a lot of fun. Whenever you see a drone, jump as high as you can and pull it out of the sky. If you want to watch the motion aspect of the show, you can see that at aninterview.tv. Capital A, aninterview.tv. Thanks for listening.